0: Quickly, hold your Bible, lift it up. This is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter, a doer, not just a hearer. Today, I will learn from God's Word and my life will never be the same because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God all right we're starting a brand new series we're going to be talking about every prayer answered amen and i will be teaching this from my book this is my second uh, publication uh, every prayer how many of you would like to see all your prayers answered just lift your hand okay i'm in the right place amen so we're going to be talking about that what prayer is and what it isn't amen and uh, i start This book with an interesting statement, Uh, let me just read it to you. Praying the wrong way will not only limit your results, but it will also frustrate your prayer life. So if you don't know how to pray, you're praying the wrong way, you're not going to get any results from that. And if you don't get any results from it, what's the most logical thing to do? just quit (laughs) amen and this is the reason why people don't pray because when they prayed they probably prayed the wrong way didn't get results figured with their lightning fast minds prayer does not work and so what did they do they stopped praying but we're gonna fix that amen so just cheer up and say cheer up it's gonna be good Uh, First of all, the general, the greatest general misconception around prayer is that prayer is a synonym for asking. You know, every time you say, let's go to pray, people think we are saying, let's go and present our grocery list before God. So we've turned God into a sugar daddy. Amen. But the primary reason for prayer is fellowship. Someone say fellowship. Fellowship. Adam prayed before there was anything to believe God for. He lived in a perfect environment. He had all the food he wanted. He had a beautiful wife. In fact, when God created, he was like, wow, man. And from that day onwards, she was called, wow, man. Better known as woman. (laughs) Amen. Amen. I mean, he had everything. But the Bible says he met with God in the cool of the day every day to fellowship. So Adam still prayed, yet he had everything he needed. Just like you should pray even when you don't have a grocery list. Or when nothing is broken. You know, we've been made to believe that we only pray when something is broken to invite God. There is a place for that, but God wants to establish a relationship with His children. He wants to have fellowship with you. He wants to hear from you. Amen? Let's go now to Matthew chapter number 6, verse 5. Matthew 6, verse 5. If you have it, you can say, I have it. This is Jesus speaking. And when you pray, thou shall not. Someone say, Thou shalt not. not. Notice his disciples had gone to Jesus and said, Master, teaches how to pray. And Jesus said, When you pray, thou shalt not. Just just old English for when you pray, don't. So Jesus started with the don'ts of prayer before teaching them the do's of prayer. How many of you know that it helps? To take off the dirty diaper before you put a new one amen jesus was like okay let's get rid of all the religious junk first that's stopping you from getting results in your prayers he started with the don'ts he wanted them to unlearn before they started learning how many of you know that traditions of man make the gospel of none effect, make the word of God of none effect? Traditions of men make the word of God void of power. Just doing something because, well, that's what they do at our church. It's not going to produce results for you. You have to do it because that's what the word of God says. Amen? I said amen. So he starts with the dawns. And today... We are going to start with the dawns just like the master teacher himself. Amen. He says, when you pray, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray, standing in synagogues and in the corners of the street, that they may be seen of men. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. Jesus is not talking against public prayer, because he himself prayed publicly. In Mark chapter number four and in John chapter number eleven, before he raised Lazarus from the dead, he prayed publicly. Amen. What he is talking against is a wrong motive for prayer. If you're praying to get men's recognition, Oh, when are we are Tandaza, that brother, Vele, Vele, that brother is a prayer warrior. If that's your attitude in prayer, to try and get men's recognition. He says that, you know, fist bump you get, that pet on the back, man, you are prayer. That's all you're going to get from prayer. So we need to get our motives in check. Prayer is simply there so we can establish, man, those of you who are married, wouldn't it be kind of awkward uh, uh, that the only time you hear from your spouse, was when they wanted something amen it be a little weird right like hello what do you want (laughs) what is it this time and god wants to hear from his children outside of any request that we may have amen i said "Amen." amen and he said secondly but thou when you pray you should enter into your closet When thou hast shut the door, pray to the Father which is in secret, and thy Father which sees in secret shall reward you openly. Verse 7. But when you pray, use not. Someone say, use not. not. Say it again. Say it one more time. He said, use not vain repetitions. Oh, only after church, but it's a weak church use not vain repetitions did you read it as the heathens do for they think they shall be heard for they are much speaking it says use not vain repetitions in other words don't pray about the same thing twice See, people have an attitude that God is this old grandfather sitting in heaven, and he has to respond to, how many people are on the earth? Six billion? He has to respond to six billion people. So to get my request, my request ahead, I must repeat it as much as I can. He says, use not vain repetitions. You are not heard for your much speaking. You are heard for your faith." Hebrews 11, verse 6 says, It is impossible. Let's read it. Let's read it. Hebrews 11, verse 6. Oh, man, it's going to be good. Watch what it says. It says, Without faith, it is what? I didn't hear that. It's a hard thing. It's what? So there is no way you are doing this thing, right? It says, Without faith, it's not happening. What is not happening? You can't please God if you don't have faith. So virtue is not in a multitude of words. Virtue is in your faith. This is why Jesus prayed a three-word prayer to raise Lazarus from the dead. Amen? Because virtue is in your faith, not in your multitude of words. And how do you build your faith you pray because you have an opportunity to pray not because it has become a necessity to pray you must create opportunities to fellowship with the father all the time amen since it's impossible to please god for he who comes to god what's the next word i didn't hear that m-u-s-t must it's a divine imperative listen you don't have to come to god but if you decide you are going to come to God, then you must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So you're not heard in your prayer for your much speaking. In fact, there is no faith in that. So if I came to D. Denzel uh, this morning and I said, Hey D, I'm looking for 500,000. And if he says to me, Hey, I'll give it to you on Tuesday. And if I'm a well mannered brother, I'm not talking about a rascal, okay? Well mannered brother, who has who manners, wh- what would be the right thing for me to say? I didn't hear that. But I don't have the money. It's the same thing. Mark 11, verse 24. Whatsoever thing you desire, when you pray, believe you've received it, and you shall have it. So if you ask. How do you know you have faith? How do you know you are abounding in faith if you have the ability to say thank you even before it manifests? Amen? Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Amen? Talking about vain repetitions, let's go now to uh, 1 Kings chapter number 18, verse 41. 1 Kings 18, verse 41. This is Elijah. Have you ever heard about this thing called push? Pray until something happens. And they taught us push growing up. Push. Pray until something happens. (laughs) Push. Remember the acronym? Pray until something happens. And Elijah prayed. And he told his servant to go and check. If there was rain, the servant went to check and he came back he said, there is no rain. Elijah prayed again. And then he told him to go back and check. He said, there is no rain. Elijah prayed again. That's not scripture. Let's read what it says. 1 Kings 18 verse 41. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance rain. So Elijah went up to eat and drink and Elijah Ahab went up to eat and drink. Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. He was praying. Amen. And he said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and he said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again. Notice he didn't say, And Elijah prayed again. Elijah said, Hey, dude, I done prayed for it once. I ain't praying one more time. It's already been answered. You go and check. Because I know God is faithful. If I don't see it, it does not mean he hasn't answered. I know he's faithful to answer. There may be something wrong with your eyes. You go and look again. And he went back, came back, go back. Came back third time. Go back, dude, I prayed. Seventh time, he came back and he said, man, I saw a cloud the size of, a, of the hand of a man. And there was abundance rain. So Elijah didn't push. He didn't pray until something happened. He prayed once and something happened. And he believed until. So we may, we may as well have bush. Believe until something happened. Stand in your faith. Having done all to stand, stand thereof. Because most of the time, it's a standing contest. Whoever can stand in their faith will see their manifestation. But when you go back to ask again, most of the time is you don't really believe it's been done. Okay, moving right along. Let's go now to Luke chapter number 18. Is this helping someone? Luke 18 verse 2. It's going to be good. Congratulations to you, Aaron and Hansa. Good to see you guys. They're getting married on Saturday. It's going to be awesome, man. I'm invited. I don't know about you, but (laughs) I'm going. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Amen. Luke 18, verse 2. This is Jesus speaking, and he said there was a In a city, a judge... Someone say, a judge. Judge. Say, which feared not... God. Neither regarded man. So this judge did not fear God... And he did not regard man. Amen? And there was a widow in that city... And she came to him, saying, avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while... But afterward, he said within himself... Though I fear not God... No regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by a continual coming she weary me. So this judge was like, Man, she keeps coming back. I'm tired. Just bless her. And watch what Jesus says. And the Lord says, You hear what the unjust judge said, and shall not God avenge his own elect which cry day and night unto him though he bear long with them I tell you he will avenge them how? I did not hear that. See this scripture has been used to uh, make it seem like God is this judge who is sitting in heaven waiting for you to keep coming back. Keep coming back so that uh, God gets tired you will be like ah yeah I'm tired of seeing this person just bless them No, it says here, unlike the unjust judge, God will avenge speedily. So this is not a comparison, this is a contrast. He's saying the unjust judge will take time, but I will do it speedily. Watch what else you will do. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth. Listen, God wants your prayers answered more than you want them answered. You don't have to explain to God how bad it is. Just embrace his love for you. What did he say? Faith works by love. So the fuel for faith is love. What kind of love? When you receive the revelation of how much God loves you, your faith begins to work. But when you're still at a place where you're worshiping a God who does not want, you will feel the need to persuade him. Man, a lot of people are trying to persuade an angry God in prayer. Let's put together 2,000 people and bombard the gates of heaven. Hold God ransom. Never let him go until he blesses us. Sounds spiritual, but dumb. Because God wants you blessed more than you want to be blessed and when you approach him with that attitude that hey god i know you want to bless me faith begins to work faith becomes easy someone shout god loves me, god loves me. and there is, nothing, there is nothing look at your neighbor you can do about it, you can do about it. and nothing anybody can do about it amen and god wants you to Man, get to that place where you understand he's not slack concerning his promises. Second Peter chapter number 3 verse 9. He's not slack concerning his promises. As, as some men may account slackness, but he's, he's willing that no one should perish. He will avenge or answer your prayers speedily. Man, that's good news. That's the good news. Amen? Remember Paul and Silas? And when you understand that the primary reason for prayer is fellowship, you will get what I like to call accidental breakthroughs. Paul and Silas are sitting in a prison. Acts chapter number 16. They've been beaten, stripped naked, thrown into prison. They had every reason to complain. To go before God and complain. In fact, most of the prayers that people call prayers are just complaints. How many of you know that complaining is not praying? Okay, all right. Moving right along. So Paul and Silas decided, hey, let's just hang out with the Father. Let's fellowship with him. And the Bible says at midnight. Someone say at midnight. Zero spiritual significance. It just happened that they started praying and the watch said midnight. It could have been 1 1.30. So don't try and get spiritual about, let's start midnight prayer, midnight watch prayer. Let's start a group called the midnight prayer. Like, No. The watch could have been 6.30 in the morning. It just so happened that they started praying and it was midnight. No spiritual significance. Tell your neighbor there's zero spiritual significance. Tell them, don't get spiritual with it now. And the Bible says, as they started praying or fellowshipping with God, communing with God, God came down from heaven. How many of you know that God inhabits the praises of His people? He lives in the praises of His people. God left heaven and went into the prison, and it apparently, he was too big for the prison. There was an earthquake; things started shaking. The thing fly open; gates are open. The prison guard was about to kill himself. Paul and Silas said, "Hey, don't kill yourself. We're here. We're not going anywhere." You know what that means? That means Paul and Silas' prayer was not a prayer for a breakthrough. They were not saying, Father, deliver us out of this prison. Father, shaka, shaka. No, they were just hanging out with the Father. And when the breakthrough came, they were like, okay, we're not going to take this one. We're going to stay and minister the gospel. So they stayed, and the prison guard Apparently received Jesus because of that act. Amen. So the foundation, the primary reason for prayer is to hang out with God. It is to establish a relationship with the Father. Amen. Not to get stuff. There is a place for that, but that should be about 5% of your prayer life. Not 99% of your prayer life. Amen. Amen i said amen Amen. number four i'm giving you don'ts right here's the fourth don't don't pray for faith repeat that after me don't pray for faith because if you pray for faith what are you using to get the faith I went to this all night prayer meeting and one brother got up and said, we're going to pray for faith. We're going to pray for the Jesus faith, the poor faith, the faith that when we walk, our shadows will heal the sick. Let us pray. And as I was about to pray, God stopped me. He said, Tafara, if you're praying for faith, what are you using? To believe for the faith that you are praying for does faith come let's go to romans chapter number 10 verse 14 and we're killing sacred cows today romans chapter number 10 verse 14 how then shall they call on him whom they have not believed and how then shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard and how shall they hear without a preacher. This is where I come in. Amen. (laughs) And how shall they preach unless they ascend? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord who has believed our report. Verse 17. So then faith comes, how? I didn't hear that. By praying, by fasting, by nothing wrong with prayer, and nothing wrong with fasting, and nothing wrong with giving, but that's not how faith comes. Faith comes by hearing. Hunt your neighbor and ask them, "Are you hearing something?" Because hear. whatever you're hearing, hear. tell them whatever you're hearing. Hear. That's what you left faith for. Live faith for. Tell them if you're hearing Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them, if you're hearing Snoop and his doctrine, that's what you're going to have faith for. And if you're hearing Jesus and his doctrine, that's what you're going to have faith for. Man, if you're hearing a gospel of struggle, pilgrimage, and things are bad, things are going to get worse. But don't worry, it will get better one day. On the other side, in the sweet by and by. In the sweet by and by. (laughs) Man, if that's what you're hearing, you're going to believe, you're going to have faith for it, and it will be so. Someone shout, I'm hearing prosperity. (laughs) Because Jesus said, that he came, that I might have life, and have it more abundantly. And that's my portion. And I... Stick into it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Whatever you're hearing, you will have faith for. Man, all of the adverts, all of the TV commercials, all they're trying to do is to renew your mind to something. To fear or to faith. And whatever you choose to receive, in its seed form, will be planted in the garden of your heart and it will germinate, spring forth and bring fruit. So if it's um, the rand is weak so I can't afford to take my family on an international vacation. If you hear that and you receive that, you plant it in your heart, guess what will manifest? You ain't going nowhere. Everybody else will be going, but you (laughs) <laughs> you, you won't go anywhere You know why? Because your faith is working Everybody has faith And their faith is working But it is working for something God or oh, your fears If they say uh, 60% of the people are going to lose their jobs In 2017 You receive that in seed form Planted in your heart It will spring forth, germinate Become a big gigantic tree we may have to have a deliverance service just to uproot it. Because it will start bringing forth fruit. Man, you'll be getting fired left, right, and center. <laughs> Your faith will be working for you. For nothing. Someone will just walk in. You. You are fired. But what have I done? You are believing for it. Amen. If you're single, this is what Asani said. And I was like, this dude, this is amazing. He, uh, an- another lady asked a question. He was uh, doing a singles meeting in New York. So she lifted up and she asked a question. She said, hey, Hassani, uh, is there a shortage of uh, black eligible bachelors in New York? And man, the room was quiet. They were like, man, let's hear what he's going to say because we know the facts. All of them are in jail, and half of them are lesbian or gay. Gay? One of the two. And they were like, let's hear the facts. Let's hear if he's going to lie to us. And he was like, it depends on who's asking. He says, if you have a mind of plenty, you'll be stumbling over, tripping over, bumping into eligible, fresh bachelors everywhere you go he says but if you have a mind of scarcity and are believing for scarcity yours will be in jail gay and so on and so forth amen and it's the same thing whatever you believe for will manifest because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of whose word are you are you receiving whose word are you listening to is it the good report of the lord or the evil report of the enemy Amen. Yeah. The last thing. And then we go. Ephesians chapter number six, eighteen, in the New King James. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians six eighteen. And pray in the spirit. On all occasions, give give it to me in the King James Bible. Let's see, there's a word I'm looking for there. King James Bible, Uh, New Living Translation, Uh, NIV. (laughs) There's a word I'm looking for. Yes, this is it. This is it. He says, "And praying the Spirit on all occasions with how many?" all kinds of prayers and requests. So there are different kinds of prayers. Amen? And these different kinds of prayers, just like the different sports we have in the world, have different guidelines and different principles. You can't pray every prayer and end it by, if it be your will. Because there are some things we already know what the will says. So if I'm in hospital and I'm not feeling well and you come to me as a father, if it be your will. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm slapping you outside your head. Because we know what God's will is. He wishes above everything that I prosper and be in what? I didn't hear that. That's his will. So there is no if it be your will for the things that he has expressly told us in his will. So if you come, you better come talking His will. However, there is a prayer called the prayer of submission. Which you can end with, if it be your will. For example, if you get two jobs, how do you know which one is God's will? You can submit yourself to God's will by saying, if it be your will. All these different kinds of prayers are uh, 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 different kinds of uh, guidelines and principles that govern them. And you need to know which prayer you're praying for you to get results. And we're going to be dealing with all the different kinds of prayer that we can find in Scripture starting next week. Thank you, Jesus. Come on for about 30 seconds. Just lift your hands and begin to love on God. Begin to tell Him how good He is. He wants to hear from you. Don't ask for anything. Just tell him he's awesome. Just tell him he's a great God. Thank you, Father, for being faithful. Thank you for being a good God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Tell him you love him. We love you, Lord. If you are here and you have not submitted your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we want to pray with you right now. Just lift your hand wherever you are. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Every time you get pain, look at it, command it to go, and thank God for your healing. 2010. You know our wedding was coming up in 2011 and my wife was like you know what? i don't want to wear glasses for our wedding teachers so i'm going to start believing god to not be wearing glasses for our wedding and then it took about six months speaking to those eyes she just woke up one day when she put them on there was nothing to correct they were actually making a blinder some of you know how that works and from that day onwards, she has never gone back. And guess what? That power is available for you, if you want it. As for me, on the other hand, I mean, I had perfect eyesight, but I wanted to wear glasses. So I went and I said, hey, do you have anything that you can give me? And they gave me what I called zero prescriptions. And I wore them for about two years. And I felt sophisticated. Amen. So, whatever you want, your faith can grab a hold for it. Amen. We love you. God bless you. And remember these words from 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. For we walk by faith and not by. Yeah.